Welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on our humble little show. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope to give you some good advice today. I'm your host, Blake Benz, the founder of the podcast. And uh, this is the place where you like to give those little bits of tidbits, those actionable strategies that actually work in your business. It's why I'm so excited about today's episode. We have Brad Alexander on the podcast today, and we're talking a little bit about marketing. More importantly, how story-based marketing could be the thing you're missing that really scales your business from 1 million to 10 million. That 10x factor that is so hard to figure out. I love talking marketing on the show because it's something that can be so ambiguous and vague. It's like, what the heck is good marketing? Well, we're going to break down marketing into the simple steps that you can be doing already today in your business. All that and more is on today's podcast. But before we dive in, let's hear a word about one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You know that feeling at 10 o'clock at night when you finished a long day of work and you're trying to figure out all the financials of your business? Well, the good news is you don't have to be an expert in this space. You got to just know who is the expert to call. That person is Steve Lay with Equity Business Solutions, and he does business bookkeeping services better than anyone else I know. By not only helping you manage your books, he can also be the expert to help you understand your books. On top of that, he also handles payroll for businesses and really takes the worry and stress of managing all of these things so that you can focus on running your business well. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting time trying to understand all these elements of your business. Call Steve Lay at Equity Business Solutions and he'll show you the value beyond the numbers. Go to EquityBusinessSolutionsLLC.com to find out more. Uh, Brad, it is so great to have you on the show today, man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to finally be here, I guess. We've been talking about it off and on some, so good to talk. It's always funny like when you make the small talk before you hit record and then you hit record and it's like, so how are you? And it's like, well, we just we just we talked, just talked about, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just went into detail on it. But but for our listeners, how are you doing today? Yes, uh, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I'm doing wonderful. Hanging out, working, doing probably a lot of stuff that they're doing and but yeah. taking a pause and talk to you for a minute. Yeah. No, I shot off an email to somebody this last week and was basically like, you know, hey, I hope you're reading this email like on a beach somewhere, you know, because people who are listening, some of you guys are, you know, you're riding in your car, you're listening, you may be working on the house, working on a job, what have you. But hopefully you get a little bit of a summertime off. I guess this episode's going live uh, in the early fall, but for us, it's the middle of summer. Yep. It's hot. Um, yep. <laughs> so hot and mugging steamy. Yeah. 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 Well, let's let's give the listeners a little bit of a spiel on who you are and what you do. They've listened to the intro to the episode. They've heard me talk a little bit about you. Uh, go ahead and give us just the nitty gritty of, of who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I run a small marketing agency called Clarity Creative um, websites, clarityalwayswins.com. We work primarily with um founders and owners who were in that space of like hey we're growing maybe we're pushing a million dollars in revenue or maybe we're over that but we're trying to get up to five or more in that space but usually in those places man they've got a lot of people who are doing marketing things but it feels like they're just shooting a shotgun around and trying to see what what works and what doesn't and so 
they don't really know what to say. They don't really know what to do. They're not really sure if it's going to work. And so we come in um, and, and, and help them with that stuff. And usually around messaging, what do you say? Where does that need to show up? Um, and then tactically, we don't have, we're not like an SEO place or a ads place. Like we kind of look at, we're really tactic agnostic. Like there's things we feel like everybody should do, but we're not trying to sell you some specific thing. So it's more of a, Hey, let's give you some advisement. Let's give you some marketing plan. Let's give you some messaging and copywriting and help you get to work. And so that's really where we fit in. We work with people all over the place. Um, but it's a good time. Love talking to people. I get to meet different business owners all the time. And it's exciting to see there's a lot of people doing a lot of good work. And that's yeah. just fun to hear and get to get to rub shoulders with. It, it's I love how you kind of differentiated what you do with the tactic in the sense of you know, it feels like you guys are kind of like the starting step before someone was to like do like a Google ads campaign. And I, it, it's funny because it feels like a lot of business owners are actually backwards in that and yeah. that it's like, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day who he was like, yeah, Google sent me an email that they're giving me a $500 ad credit. And I was like, well, hang on, hang on. Before you jump <laughs> yeah. into this, but it does feel like that's the norm is that a lot of people yeah. they start advertising, they start doing SEO, what have you. Um, and it kind of reminds me to, I was looking for someone to help me with the Google ad campaign. This is probably three or four years ago. Yeah. And the guy who I was trying to hire actually talked me out of hiring him. He was yeah. like, well, well, like what's like, what do you sell? And like, I explained it and he was like, okay, yeah, but like, have like, what does that what mean? Do you sell? Right. Yeah. yeah. What is <laughs> that though? And, um, I was kind of like, well, that's, you know, I don't know. Let's, let's put some money in this Google ad campaign and see what happens. And he was like, right. You know, I think before you hire me, this is really so. I listening to you kind of brings me back to that memory of like, yeah, that's really the starting step. But a lot of us, it's like, yeah, I got to run ads, I got to do what have you, right? Well, and I, I think the I've, yeah, absolutely, I see that all the time, or it's more, um, they're already doing you're already doing a bunch of stuff, and you're like, this is just flushing money down the toilet, and we have no idea why this isn't working, or we're real mad, and we think that all marketing is a ripoff, and so we're just going to give up on it. And or we tried that once, and you know, it may not been the tactic, it may have been what was in it. You know, there's a lot of different reasons that, but I, you know, as a founder myself, and, and I'm sure you see this all the time too, when you're you're hanging out on social media on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, like you are constantly being fed ads because they figured out who you are. And they're like, you know, they're just going to hit you with, you need to SEO this or Facebook ads or funnels mm -hmm. this. So, and so you're kind of like, and because they're good at marketing and some of those things aren't necessarily things you shouldn't do. It's just like, that's what we think. And we just jump right to the tactic um, and then get all in on that. Like, so we need to do SEO, right? And it was like, I don't know, maybe. Um, just because I mean, and to some people that makes sense and some people that can take thousands of dollars in years to work, do you need sales next week or do you need sales a year from now? And so anyway, mm. yeah, we try to step back. I mean, there's things that uh, everybody needs a website. You probably should do some email stuff, but in that we try to sit away from the specific tactics and then look at it, the whole picture and help you figure out what makes sense for your business to take steps forward. And then either we do some of the stuff or we have partnerships with other people that do things. And so, um, but yeah, you're right. We, we kind of back out of accidents and mistakes and realize we should do something different, but it's well, hard to know that until you do that, you know, let me put you on the spot a little bit for people who, you know, they're running a business and we're talking about, you know, bringing clarity to the chaos of yeah. who you are, what you sell. 
surely a business owner knows those things, right? I mean, (laughs) what's going on? What's, what's the deal with all the chaos? Right, right. Well, what I, when you have a business and a product, especially if you're the founder, whatever it is, if it's a local, you know, you were like a local dentistry or you invented some software or whatever it is, like you are insanely passionate about what you do. And because that, you know, every angle of it, you know, every technique about it, you know, all the latest technologies and drivers and trends, all these things, because you're just, you love solving whatever this problem is that you feel like you're solving for people. The problem with that is, is that you, I kind of make it this way. You're like at a level 10, like you're driving a Ferrari down the Audubon in Germany and you come in and you want to start telling people about what you have to sell them. And they're mm. on the on-ramp on a tricycle. Yeah. And you're, and you're like, <laughs> and they're like, what do you do? You know, like I don't, you, you're dumping dump trucks of stuff. That's way too much. It's over their head. They're kind of at a level one and you're operating like a level eight or nine. And we forget, we got to step back because people just don't understand or care honestly, as deeply as you do about what you do. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get something fixed or get this thing to work faster or get my tooth, you know, repaired or whatever it is. And instead, so you know a lot about it as an owner, but you don't really know how to talk about it simply to people because you're just so passionate about it. And so anyway, I, usually people will be like, hey, so what do you do? And like the standard answer that a lot of people, well, it's complicated or you ramble on for yeah. 30 seconds and people have that glazed look in their eyes and you've lost them. And that's where, yeah, that's where we kind of help people get out of that and feel better about answering the question. Yeah, it's a great insight because I think I think it is true. We are so passionate about our businesses. Um, you know, it's like I was talking to a customer of mine. We don't really play in the marketing space, but sure. um, we were talking about a sale she was trying to make, and I was like, "Well, walk me through kind of how you make the sale." And she was talking about like all of her services, and it's like, "Here's how here's how it works, and here's what it looks like," and. I was kind of like, all right, we need to dial this back a bit because your your average customer. I love the analogy you use because this is so true. Is that you know we pour our blood, sweat, and tears into our respective businesses, and then we kind of expect people to be um, as as interested as we are committed in hearing about what we do. Um, and I, it does feel like it creates a lot of chaos in the marketing world for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and so in the middle of that, like the other analogy I use is sometimes like we, we come preloaded with all this information and it's kind of like, um, you know, you're open up that one closet where you stuff everything, <laughs> you know, when you're trying to clean the house up and, and like, that's what you're like, everything I have is right here. And so somebody opens the door to that and they're like, oh my God. And they just don't, they, they don't know where to go. They don't know where to look. They don't know what to, you know? And so instead of you kind of handing them one thing at a time at a pace that they can understand and digest that's it's yeah. hard to do that when you love what you do so well and that's and it, i mean it makes sense because like you're not just you're not just trying to win sales and make money like you really care about what you're doing in which the passion just always accidentally bleeds over into over information um, yeah speaking about the closet we have it we ours is lovingly called the crap closet yeah because there's so <laughs> much there's so much stuff in it uh-huh. but if you were to ask me like well, can't you like get rid of a lot of that stuff? My answer would be no, because it's so much like, it's either like niche, like a niche thing, like, oh, I need this 
like there's maybe like a backup um, cable for my microphone. Right. I, I may right. need that once a year, but I have it. Right. So it's like niche things like that. And then like some sentimental things, like we have like our kids, like first blanket from the hospital, yeah. like things yeah. like that. Yeah. But like we call it the crap closet because it's, you know, it's a whole bunch of crap. There's just so much stuff in there. <laughs> right. And I, it does feel like, like for your, our respective businesses, you know, there's all these things that are, um, you know, so passionately important to us, but for the average customer, it's just like, it's like drinking, what's the analogy? Drinking from a, a, drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. 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 I'm real yeah. bad with analogies, by the way. That's okay. It gives me a hard time. <laughs> Anytime I get <laughs> from a water fountain. No, yeah. that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I team myself up for one, I start to like internally sweat. Yeah. Um, now another part of your, your business though, is sort of like this art of storytelling, right? I know you're a, right. a, a certified uh, story brand uh, consultant. Um, yep. I know story is a central piece of this. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear more about this because, because, well, actually, actually, how about tell me a little bit more about that, and then I'll I'll okay. take the conversation further. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what is it, or just what about it, or what what do you well, what what, do you what is the it? power of story? Like, why why story? Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I'm Great I'm really question. intrigued by this. Um, and I guess go ahead and like revealing my hand. The other thing that I think is a bit interesting about this is we know there's something really compelling about story, but we also know at the end of the day, people don't necessarily care about you they care about right. the answer to their problem right these things feel a bit mutually exclusive so i'd right. love to hear kind of how these things pair together um and why this yeah. is such a central piece to your your offer yeah yeah so so story is and i mean it's obviously i, I guess everywhere in marketing right now like you're seeing it like hey we need to tell stories like stories stories in general are just more interesting right like if there's some sort of arc that you watch, even like a little ad or like a, you know, when you watch the Olympics, like the reason you watch the Olympics is not necessarily for the, what makes the event sticky is because they're like telling the stories of the people who are about to compete. So all of a sudden you're like emotionally invested, right? And this person who's about to, you know, they grew up poor and broke seven, their legs seven times and their dad died when they were five, but now they're like going to go for the gold in the downhill yeah. slalom, right? And so, man, now I care if this person wins or or at least does well and performs well and so story it just connects it resonates the the baseline reason is because everybody can relate to it because anytime you tell a story even if it's not one that you exactly have experienced you, it puts it in a framework where you probably have a similar experience or you can identify how it feels to to feel the way that the person telling the story felt whatever it is like we just it just it's a bonding thing it's a connecting piece the other side of it is um, from a communication standpoint, man, we are, we're inundated with just messaging and messages. You get text messages, social media ads, you know, emails, radio stuff or Spotify. I mean, whatever it is, you just got information being thrown at you all the time and your brain literally just has to have some mechanism for filtering that stuff out, mm. like what's important and what's not. And you know, in marketing specifically and story specifically, like back in the day when everybody before Apple became Apple was like, if you could be creative, then you stood out. Mm -hmm. you, you weren't boring. Oh, man, that's interesting. Now, everybody and their brother has tools in their hands to walk around and be creative in the Canva and whatever. Like you can be creative without even being creative, you know, uh, like it, you now stuff. it's AI. I mean, yeah, right. Exactly. You, you exactly. AI like it can, create creative things for you. 
Right. And so creativity is kind of the norm now. It's like it's everywhere, but clarity is not. Like you might see something and be like, huh, that's interesting, but you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And so people don't care about that anymore. And so where story comes in is, you know, um, I think on average, the brain daydreams about 30 to 40% of the day, like it checks out and starts to daydream because I'm listening to this guy talk on this podcast. He seems really boring. So I'm going to go over <laughs> here and start planning my, my grocery lists. Okay. Then he said something that matters to me. Now I'm locked back in. Like, it's just a right. way that we don't have to think it saves energy. But when somebody locks into a novel or they go watch a movie, they will, you will not daydream for like 90 minutes or like, you know, Lord of the Rings, three hour long oh, you yeah. know, story because you're, you get it. And what story is as a principle, just for years and years and years, it's just a, it's a way for us to make sense of the world. It, it, it's a sense making device. You want to communicate a truth. You tell a story as opposed to just saying like, don't burn your hand on the stove. Like you tell some story and, and, and how, and it just gets sticks and you can remember it. And so storytelling in general helps things be more memorable. It helps them be more relatable. That's kind of the first part of it. Mm-hmm. The other side where you talked about is like, but if you're talking about your story, but people don't really necessarily care about you, how does that work in the, in the business side of it? And that's really, at least for story brand story brand as, as a, I don't work for them. I just certified in, in their mm-hmm. offense, want to say yeah. it. And so where, where that framework comes in, it's a messaging framework where you use a, the, the, a formula of story, but you make your customers the focal point of the story and your brand is not. And so as opposed to, oh, we got to tell our story. Yeah. Nobody cares about your story. They might like, after they start doing business with you, then they're interested. Hey, so tell me more. Then they yeah, do. Like yeah. when they first land on your website or they saw you, they're not, nobody wants to watch. You know what? Back in 1973, my dad started <laughs> this company and it's like, okay, like people that care about that are people who already know who you are. Right. And they're, oh, wow, that's interesting. But at first they want to know, hey, can you help? What are you going to do to make my life better? How can you solve my problem? And what do I need to do next? Like in those, all those elements are kind of, can be pulled out of a story structure where your your brand story is actually more about the customers you, it's not more about, it is a hundred percent about the customers that you serve. And then you tell that story in a variety of ways or pull things out mm-hmm. of that story to communicate, to advertise, to market so that the customer is elevated as the one man you were the hero here we're just trying to help you win the day um and we think our product or our service or our shoes or our juice or our clothes can help you do that um and so that's kind of where it, it relates into business um yeah and i've i've seen people do this really well and also not do it well like i think about a guy who does health insurance and all mm-hmm. of his anything he talks about his business he's talking about the people who didn't have health insurance or it was too expensive and like and it's totally relatable i mean we all we've all gotten the bill i mean i got a bill for my one-year-old the other day that i was like what is this i I didn't even know i (laughs) didn't even know the clinic that it was from i was like where is this place (laughs) yeah so you know he's he's telling stories like that that you're relating with and you're putting yourself in those shoes which i think is the genius part of what you're talking about but then I was on a call with a guy, this was a few years ago, where um, I, I can't remember what he was trying to sell me, maybe like SEO or something, but he um, he got me on the phone and he said, hey, do you have a few minutes? And I said, yeah, sure, what's going on? And 
he said, well, Hey, I want to tell you a little bit about us. Um, and then he, he actually started telling the story. He was like, yeah, we opened up in, um, 1995. So we've been in business for 20 years and, you know, we're here in Chicago and I just was kind of like, Oh, wow. Like we're, it's kind of like, we're we're doing, like he's literally telling yeah. me about themselves. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the running joke of like, someone's like, well, yeah, what's your story? And you're like, Oh, well I was born in, and you're right. like, okay, hang on. That's <laughs> too much. Not that far. Right. Well, so we get to the end of his story though. And he said, yeah. And so that's, he kind of ended it with, um, you know, and that's why we do what we do. We want to give back to small business owners and help them with their marketing, et cetera. Um, so would you be willing to, um, talk about those services today? And I said, you know, I'm, and I really wasn't even his customer anyway. Like I wasn't even interested in something like that. And so I said something like, yeah, you know, man, I, I appreciate you calling, but it's not, I'm not really that interested. And, um, he was stunned. Oddly enough, really? in fact, he responded with, well, well, and we, he had a customer that was a mutual friend. I think that's how we got okay. connected. Okay. And I said, well, you know, let's, let's give it a few months for him and I'll check in with him and see how satisfied he is. And then if he's satisfied, we can take the conversation farther. Well, he didn't take that well. He goes, he said, well, did you, did you hear my story? Like we've been in business since 1995 and sort of kind of rehashed <laughs> the story again. Right. And I, I just was funny to me because I was thinking like, this guy's not, it's not clicking for him. Yeah. The story isn't compelling. He's not asking you where you're having issues or what problems you're trying to solve or any of that kind right. of stuff. Right. Right. And it's kind of like those messages you get on LinkedIn where someone, they inbox you with like the long paragraph of like yep. everything about them. And then they end it with like the buying signal of, or the selling signal of, um, and I think this would be perfect for you or whatever, whatever variation. And you're thinking, well, you don't even, we haven't even exchanged anything. Right. Like, how would you know what's perfect for me? But I think more often than that, I'm just trying not to be snarky to those people, but yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've, I, I mean, I agree The we could have a whole episode, I'm sure on LinkedIn direct messages. Yeah. And, yeah. But, um, Getting back to the point, though, I see the distinction you're making of telling the compelling story, but it's it's designed in a way where your customers putting themselves in the the main character role as yeah. opposed to um, you know here's all the awesome things that we're doing, which which I think for people listening they get it, but it's still the temptation whenever you're pitching or you're talking about your business because at the end of the day we want validity, we want people yeah. to think that we have something legitimate. Um, yeah. So, so it makes the, sense. I, the, the, probably the, the best, another analogy that helps, and I'm, people have heard this when, when it comes to the sales process, at least of like, I'm sure like you don't just go right in and I'll meet you the first time I meet you. Hi, I'm Brad. Hey, do you want to pay me money right now? Like, you know, that we call it, you know, you're jumping to marriage, you're jumping to proposal right. too quick, right? That kind of analogy in the marketing space. Um, I think of it more as like, you're going out on dates with people and imagine if, you know, you go, you ask a girl out on a date, you know, and you're going out and like you get there and she literally just brags on herself the whole time. And like, that's all she's doing. Yeah. When I was in high school, I did this and then I got this and then I went there and then I was in college and like never ask you about yourself. And everything is just literally talking about how great she is, how awesome she is, how long she's done this or where, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like. I mean, great for you. I I don't really think you care a deal about me, right? And and right. that's that because marketing is really just bridging that gap of relationship with people to build trust and build connection. To then, you know what? I'll take the next step and maybe talk to these people or go to their business or go get food there, whatever it is. 
the first place is really just if it's all about you, then it, it actually ends up coming across like you're insecure, mm, which is mm. weird because it's creating the opposite thing of what you're trying to do. Like we're trying to prove that we know what we're doing. Right. But the worst way to do that is to always talk and say, we know what we're doing. Um, and, and you'd have to demonstrate that other ways, but yeah, it's like it, anybody that just talks about, I'm the best. I know what I'm doing. Like, you don't want to hang out with those people. <laughs> you're kind of like, uh, all right. You know, you seem kind of like you're trying to compensate for something. I don't know what, <laughs> but you know, um, anyway, yeah, and so it's, it, it's tempting to, to not, it's just hard not to do that. Um, well, there's a weird nuance there too, of like, I don't know how to do it well but like sharing your wins to create a sense of trust right. without falling into the trap of that um and I, I honestly can't think of like a good example for it but um i do know when it's it's gotten awkward like you're talking about like i was on a phone call with the sales guy who um he was like yeah i help coaches um which i'm a coach mm-hmm. he said hey i help coaches um uh hit 10 figures and i was like 10 figures. And he's like, yeah, like our customers have been hitting 10 figures. And I go, is that a billion dollars? And he goes, he's like, oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, wouldn't just like through pure commission, wouldn't you like be set? Like, why are you talking? Why, why are you still working? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you should be retired. And he's like, oh, I just love to give back. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. But there's You're some so interesting nuance there of right, like, right. It's like, okay, I want to hear in the story, I want to hear about the customers, but I also don't want to hear, I guess, past the realm of possibility of, you know, it's kind of like, let's take it back to LinkedIn DMs, but it's like, I'll get a message that's like, hey, we had someone who started their business June 1st and by June 30th, they were making $8 million a month. I'm like, no, you weren't. This did yes. not happen. Like, why it's are you humanly lying? impossible? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are selling drugs or their body. Right. One of the two. Right. I don't know which one, but <laughs> yeah, hopefully not either or both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think that's where, you know, um, to fill in that gap, I think that I've seen case studies for people that kind of, and you just don't call it a case study, but it's like, hey, here's how we help this company get from here to here. And like you, you if you want to see how the process we took them through or see how it happened, mm-hmm. and you're very transparent, like we've helped these people win here. You can check this out and let me tell you how we did it. And again, you're talking about a win that somebody else got. You played a role in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what you're really revealing is just kind of how you work in the middle of that. That's a, it's like a, so you're still showing that you have authority, that you do know what you're doing, but it's not just like, you're literally, it's not a bragging statement. Mm-hmm. It's here's how we help somebody get what they want, like you. Um, and, and again, I guess there is some copywriting nuance to that or messaging nuance or just general human tact for sure. Like you're saying, like, I think you could have said that a little better, you know, um, that comes into it, but anyway, yeah, no, it is. It's a hard balance. Like I I can help you. I'm trying to help you see that, but also, I don't know, you know, you don't just lead with that, I guess is what. Yeah. What what is it about this, that like marketing in general, that like excites you, like gets you doing this? Like, is it, is it like an, cause I think about stories and I think about, um, or just marketing in general, yeah, there is a creative side to it, but I'm assuming there's kind of a, I don't know if it's unfair to say like a math, not math, but like a, an analytical <laughs> yeah. side to it. Right. Of like, yeah, yes. I, I say this 
and I've seen this overdone where someone's like, I was in a meeting with a guy who he was like, yeah, I never say, I never say, um, save your spot, like purchase now to save your spot. Cause save leads to this. Uh, instead now I say secure your spot. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. he was, he got to the point where I was kind of like, okay, maybe you're kind of over wordsmithing this. I don't know, but right. like, what, what part of your brain does this scratch? Like why, why, yeah. why do you, why do you why do marketing? This? <laughs> yeah, no, that's great, man. So, um, so what for me, what it, it, it's become a playground of, um, knowing that there's principles that will work universally for everybody, like at a high level, and then doing the problem solving in the middle to figure out how it works for their situation and to help them achieve it, if that makes sense. And so it's kind of like, you know, I have a, again, there's a general recipe of some things that most people that we work with just aren't doing at all. Like, even though we're tactic agnostic, like, you know, when I say tactic agnostic, what I mean is like, I'm not trying to sell you HubSpot. I'm not trying to sell you SEO, but like, I am going to tell you, you need to be emailing people. And I am going to tell you, you need to have a website. And I am going to tell you that you should probably, you know, get reviews from like just some kind of fundamental things, how you do it, what tool you use to do it, man, I don't care, but there's some things that most people aren't doing well or consistently mm-hmm. in general. And the, the in this realm of where we seem to be able to help people get a lot of lift and so anyway but where it scratches the itch is just man um it's the it's the problem solving aspect of it it's a okay let's see this work and also there's the the flip side of it is man there are like so many people literally that just are really freaking good at what they do and they are just like if I told them to open up an email software platform and load it up, like their eyes would glaze over. They want to crawl in their hole and take a nap, you know, yeah. and, and which is, and so, and, but I, and my, like, we like that stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, man. Like I have a, a, a client I consulted with and we kind of were off and on depending on like, as far as if I'm on with them for a while or not, just kind of as an advisement side of things. But we because they'll take it and run with it and bring it back in back and forth but man they're a software company in a service kind of combined they literally had fifty-seven thousand email addresses that they had collected from just cold cold outreach stuff that were in about half of those would be like they weren't all sales they were like hey not yet not now but we like what you offer Mm -hmm. that they were just sitting on for like years And I'm like, and like, it's those kinds of things that you get so busy doing other stuff. I'm like, if you will literally email these people with like helpful things and what mm-hmm. like, you will like double your income. Like it mm-hmm. just, it just happens. Um, and so there's some, there's, and so that kind of stuff, I see the potential for it. I see them get fired up about it. And then I, and, and I mean, I, you know, again, I'm not to, I'm kind of joking about, well, I'm just trying to give back to people. Like, I just like seeing people who are doing good stuff like yeah. be more successful and come in to play a part of that and 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 we when we can help other people make a lot of more money it's just fun um because yeah. it's kind of validating on my end too because i'm like sweet okay we do know what we're doing <laughs> and 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 it, it kind of becomes personal like i think we can figure this out i think we can do this i think we can do this and and we just kind of take that energy and, and put it into play for people so I don't know. It, it's I, I just enjoy that aspect. It's like a constant um, cycle of solving problems and figuring mm-hmm. out why something worked or why. But to your point too, 
sometimes it is just like there can be times that like a subject line will make all the difference or three words will make all the difference. Usually for the audience that's probably listening to this, it's more like you are just ridiculously inconsistent or you're just not doing it. Mm. If you get to the level of like, should I use this word or this word? That's because you have thousands of people landing on that and you're trying to get an extra 3% to take action. Um, should you put that on your website and you're making $500,000 a year and you're, you're, you're just trying to get a few more pieces. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. Like, is it safe or secure? Yeah. You know, it's more like you are like trying to run ads, get mm -hmm. people to check out and we need to move that by 5%. That's when those kind of things will make a difference. But anyway, I think that's a great insight for the smaller business owners who are listening in is um, and I'll, I'll balance this or I'll ground this, excuse me, in, um, it was something on LinkedIn. Uh, and this is coming from the guy who has like bouts of like week long inactivity on LinkedIn, but, sure. um, I, uh, someone, I, I, I don't remember the context. I just remember reading the post, but it was someone who was like, you know, giga following on LinkedIn, yeah. what have you. Yeah. And it was like, you know, how did, how did I become successful, successful on LinkedIn by posting regularly every day? How did I convert this to this much revenue every year by posting on LinkedIn every day? How have I had this percent of repeat customers by return? And it literally everything was by posting on LinkedIn every day. And I think you have a great insight there in that a lot of what I feel like the conversation goes towards is it is those, it's those kind of scaling conversations that the average business owner really doesn't need to care about because yeah. they haven't mastered consistency. Like I have people who ask me about starting podcasts and they're like, well, Hey, so how do I, and they ask for like that big macro strategy for growing their podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, literally, if you can just post an episode once a week, like you're already like you're way already past 97% yeah. better than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and another thing that makes me think of too, is, um, I have a newsletter that goes out every week and that started because my dad, who he was in business for 40 years amazing business guy and every and back then you know media was so much slower paced yeah, so he yeah. said a, he said a newsletter every month yeah um, sure. as opposed to every week but the way he would talk about it was um 40 years in business great business been spotlighted a number of times and he always points back to that newsletter as yeah it just it showed up in people's inbox once a month and it it at least let them know i hadn't died yet so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that consistency piece is really is something really empowering. I think about that. Yeah, and it, it the I think the where I get have problems with this because even in my own business, if like I want to grow, I want to do it at different times. Like you kind of the default is to look to the people who have written a book, who have some formula, some process that now they're trying to sell or whatever. And not in a bad way. Like hey, this worked for us. We're trying to help mm. you see it, but where the things that they start to talk about and get granular about are things that like, again, like a $25 million or a hundred million dollar company needs to figure out not a $1 million company, you know? And like, and so we take this giant success story and yeah, we really figured if we could optimize our ad spend and get this and change the words and make sure that we were in the right demographic and target it down between this ages. And so we walk away listening to that as a small business owner thinking I got to do that. And it's like, again, those are issues that, you, they have the luxury of trying to figure out mm -hmm. because they have a hundred million dollars coming in every year and they can dial in on that and pay an entire team of people to sit around and figure that out and get into the weeds of it where you're just trying to get more people to walk in your door and you don't need to be that sophisticated 
uh, because what those other guys at the hundred million dollar level are doing is a lot of consistent stuff in a lot of other arenas mm. that justify that sort of attention at that 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 infinitesimal level. Yeah, it makes and you think so, of. I had someone on the show who um, she has a hundred k followers on LinkedIn, and we were talking about like posting regularly. Yeah, and um, she was like, "Yeah, I post two videos a day," and I was like, "That's like, what advice do you have for our listeners?" And she was like. Like, I don't have any advice because I have a whole like video team that like their only salary job is to create video content. They're making it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It's literally their job is to it's not heard from her computer doing it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I literally just show up and get recorded and that's it. So right. um, I think it's, but I think it's, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at maybe for our last question is for for the aspiring smaller team mm-hmm. you know let's talk about that sub 1 million mm-hmm. uh, annual revenue business yeah. um what what does consistency look like in the marketing world or just in the messaging space i mean yeah what what does that realistically look like yeah absolutely that's a great great question so um what what it, uh, i there's a place I want to get to. I want to say this first, it fits into it. And this may not seem strategic, but it really is, is like, if the first thing is that you need to go through some sort of internal process together to make sure that everybody that works for you, if somebody says, Hey, what is it you do that everybody literally has the same answer? Yeah. <laughs> like that. And that's where it starts. Seems Even like if there's, <laughs> if there's four of you, if there's 20 yeah. of you, what is such and such? Well, you know, blah, 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 blah. and like that, there is a there is a landed on answer to that, and that mm-hmm. answer is a problem that you solve for people and how you help them solve it. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, well, it's complicated or whatever else. And so, that is the core. If you can, that's a place to start, and that takes some work. It takes some time, whatever else. I mean, Story Brand is a great framework for that. It's not the only one on the planet to get, but it helps. I think people can understand it. It gets you there in a place where you can do that. From there, after that, what I would say is um, you definitely need to, I would say, make sure that your website reflects that same answer. And so that um, that that's just, a, and that's not consistency, that's just fundamental because theoretically, if you're emailing somebody, talking to somebody, going to a networking event, ship posts and stuff on Facebook, at some point, they're going to get curious and be like, oh, who are these people? And they're going to go to your website. And so you don't want that to like look like a train wreck. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, I kind of joke that, man, I feel like I have so many conversations with people that, that you know, like when, when you have, like you've got kids that are small and they're just stuff all over your house and somebody shows up to your house on, you don't know they're coming. Yeah. You're like, why are you here? Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so sorry for the mess. Right. Like, like yeah. you gotta apologize for it. Like that's how so many businesses talk about their website. Hey, just, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> like that just don't, it's, you don't need to have that anymore. Like it's get true. I, yeah. I get like the Google email. That's like the analytics and it's like, yeah. this is how many people visited your webpage this week. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I really want that to be zero. Like, <laughs> right. Right. I'm so embarrassed. Right. And so yeah. anyway, so if you can kind of those in both those things, unify your team and they just give you confidence so that when you know, you're represented well. And so, and so anyway, the, if you can get those two things there, and set up well, then the literally the two things I would say that you need to do is you need to start getting email addresses from people and email them at least once a month, maybe twice a month. If it's customers, keep in touch with them 
somehow like with something that's helpful, something that's interesting, you know, out in, in whatever it is so that they remember, like you said, you're like that, that you even exist. And then on the flip side, trying to collect email addresses at events or whatever, however, however you network and get people locally right now, whether you're offering a 10% off coupon or you have some checklist they can download that happens to fit with whatever you sell and serve. I don't know, something that you can create. I mean, the technical term for it's a lead generator, right? That somebody can give you in exchange for the email address and just start building an email list. Nobody that I've ever worked with has ever said, you know what? I wish we would have waited longer to build an email list. It's always like, crap, I wish we would have done this five years ago or when we started. Um, and then if you can just figure out, because then the answer is, what are we going to email people? It needs to be helpful stuff, something that's interesting, something that relates to them. Not just sell, 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 right? If you can ignore everything else first and really feel like you can do that well, then you have permission to post some things on Facebook or post some things on Instagram or whatever else. But if there, uh, if you don't have the email thing consistent, I would say stop doing everything else and just spend a month or two figuring that part out. Um, because if you will thank yourself later for that, because people that get on your email list, they may not buy from you right now, but like I get all the time, two or three years later, they've been opening my emails. Hey, you know what? I'm, I've been needing to talk to you. Okay. You know, and it sometimes that just takes that long. And then, yeah, go ahead. But I was going to say, yeah, it really does. I mean, same for me. I've had people who, you know, and I don't dig into my analytics as much as I probably should, but people who I run into, they're like, yeah, I read your email. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know you were on the list. Right. Because for me, I'm so small that everyone who's on the list, pretty much is someone I've asked to be on it or they've come like maybe through the website, but I know them in some way. Um, yeah. So anyway, continue. Yeah. There. No. So like, if you can get your, and, and, and people literally don't believe me on this, but like, it's like, depending on what Google search you do, the return on dollars and email marketing is either like 3,600% or 4,200%. I don't know any social media ads, Google ads person that can tell you that sort of rate of return. Um, and so like, it's just use your daggum email list and build it. You can, if you don't know where to start and you're kind of like a solopreneur convert kit is a great platform. I would recommend some people like MailChimp. It's okay. Another, if you need some sophistication where you feel like you know a little bit more about this world, an active campaign is a great one. HubSpot's kind of like the Cadillac of it. I don't, that's expensive. It's great if you're a bigger business, but you don't need to go get it. Those would be three tools I could say, check it out. They f- they will integrate with your website. You can do stuff and have automations and things that sometimes you feel like you can do, but nothing else you can get in and make one email and write it every week or every month mm-hmm. and just send it out. Um, outside of that, I would say if you can get on social, pick one channel where your people are and just get good at that one. Mm-hmm. Don't go to TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and whatever, you know, just pick a social channel that seems that you like, that you enjoy being on yourself because you're going to naturally want to be on it more and feel okay about it. And then that's where you start posting things and sharing stuff and just trying stuff out. And so, the, I mean, those are like the, those are fundamental things that I feel like nobody really does. They jump to ads, they jump to, you know, whatever else first. 
But I guarantee if you can have a website that's good, you can have some email marketing and a lead generator thing, something that people would want to give you their email address for in exchange for and get on your list. And then you're just reaching out to them with some helpful stuff and maybe offers here and there. You're just, you, you will thank yourself for that. Um, and, but they're non-sexy things. And so people are like, well, yeah. but you know, I'm not going <laughs> to scale quickly. It's like, I don't care. It doesn't cost much. It just costs, it just makes some attention. Yeah. And I do I think that is, you know, kind of the the secret sauce in the sense of it's 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 not conceptually difficult to understand, but it is something that so few people are doing because uh, it is so much sexier. I think to jump to advertising or yeah. you know, what have you, all these other things. Like I even talked to someone who uh, they were saying, like, yeah, I read that I can. Uh, I was like on Fiverr and I saw that someone they're selling a service to get you followers on social media, and I was like. <laughs> Don't like, do it, <laughs> dude. Like, come on, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, for you guys listening, I, I don't fault you for being curious about these sure. things, but you have to know these tried and true methods, you know, they don't seem as sexy, but they really do pay off. And more importantly, they don't necessarily pay off tomorrow, but definitely seven, eight, nine months from now, you'll start to see the momentum from them. Um, so it's really, it's, it's great advice, um, Brad. And, and thank you also for, for being willing to share it. Um, for people who are listening, who, by the way, um, maybe they're thinking about like those initial steps they're either yeah. thinking like, okay, you know what, if I asked everyone who works for me, like, what's our thing and they all gave me something different or yeah. worse, like we aren't really taking the step further from that. Right. What would be the best way for someone to reach out to you, to look into more info from you? Like what, what should people do next? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, you can literally go, you can email me. My, my, again, my website is clarityalwayswins.com. You can shoot me an email. Um, you know, I don't guarantee I'll be able to respond to it that day because, like, yeah, but that's an easy way to start with at least the conversation. You can just go to that website and there's a schedule button there with the calendar link that you can find a time that that's open. You're going to talk to me first. You're not going to talk to some random person on my team. Like I still am engaged with the first level of talking to people, love talking shop. And so you would do that. Um, as far as just actually speaking with me, what I would say is if you're just interested in this messaging stuff in general, um, um, I, if you're looking and watching the video, there's this book, I have a stack up here. It's called building a story brand. It's like 18 bucks on Amazon buy it and read it. That's the most affordable way to start the process. Um, and I mean, it's, or get it on audible, whatever else it's by Don Miller. Um, they have some online platforms where you can like take a virtual workshop through the content as well. Um, it's like 250 bucks. Um, they have live workshops that if you really want to, I can actually work it out where I, I can be your coach through it and get you probably a discount on the registration. But that's like a thousand bucks. You just levels of price points. Mm -hmm. Or you can bring a guy like me in, or you can literally bring me in. I can work with you and your team. Um, it costs a few thousand, a couple thousand bucks to do that, to get you dialed in on it. Cause we're going to work in person and hash it out in a day. Mm -hmm. uh, but all those levels are places that, you know, if you are thinking about starting a business someday, go buy the book. If you've got a business and you know, you're running and gunning and you've got three or four employees and you just realize that, man, if we could get this done in a week, instead of me trying to do it over the course of six months off and on, then that's when it makes sense to talk to a guy like me to just come in and help you get it done. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. 
Yeah, all great stuff. Uh, again, for our listeners, you can go to clarityalwayswins.com. Uh, and the book was Building a Story Brand, uh, available on Amazon and Audible as well. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for joining me today on the show. I so appreciate it. Yeah, man. Good stuff, Blake. Thanks for you. And I know that you give a lot of good advice, obviously, with podcasts. It's, it's a great to. way to, to come in. I know people are benefiting from it. I know when I listen to it, I love it too. So thanks for yeah, having thanks, me. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, and for our listeners, by the way, if this is the first time you've listened to a good advice episode, what the heck you waiting on? Click the subscribe or follow buttons. We keep bringing you good advice. We have all sorts of great guests like Brad on the show on a weekly basis. And also don't forget that you can uh, continue to stay up to date on the podcast on whatever platform you prefer to listen to. We do have a Patreon. If you want to buy me a cup of coffee and support the podcast, it's just at patreon.com slash good advice. And if you're a business, you want to advertise on the podcast. We've got lots of awesome opportunities there as well. Uh, you can email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com. All of that will be in the episode description along with Brad's info as well. Uh, having said that, thank you guys for listening today. That's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.